Hi everyone, welcome to episode 36 of the My Art and Self-Improvement podcast. So I'm a life coach and an artist and I struggled with self-loathing, depression, anxiety, procrastination, and essentially having a terrible relationship with my art. And this is my weekly update on how I am making a better life for myself and a better art life for myself. So pardon for the late podcast. I'm moving things around in my business that I'm really excited about. I'll share with that with you in a few weeks just to see how it goes. But anyway, I'm on a mission right now to figure out what it really is that separates artists who are totally obsessed with their work and obsessed with creating, like they just can't stay away from a pencil, and others that are really struggling to even draw, let's say, once a week, like I was. My thesis, my proposal, or my idea, my guess, is that they have an awesome, beautiful relationship with their art. If you think about art as if that's a person, as if it's a person, then for some artists, art is their best friend. They're super excited to see them. They tell them their secret. They confide in them. When their friend is not doing well, they slow down and listen. They give feedback. They give advice and critique from a place of love and are there for them, essentially, instead of telling them something is wrong with them. I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of thinking about how I can improve my relationship with my art and about all the artists that I think have this quality and what beliefs and thought process they have so I can emulate it. I'm doing a lot of recalling from interviews that I heard of artists that I really admire who I think have this hunger for art and for their work. I've also been reading a book called Grit, by Angela Duckworth. This book seems to describe perfectly the group of artists that I'm thinking about. Grit is this trait that combines two other traits, I guess, or um, other components, passion and endurance. Grit is this dogged perseverance towards a vision, one vision, and never stopping until you realize that vision. It's that feeling of, I can't breathe unless I get this drawing out of my head and it's over a very long period of time. It's, it's that feeling um, constantly, or not constantly, but just like throughout time. It's less about intensity, right? It's less about like um, uh, super, super into something and then stopping and changing interests and more about endurance. It's like, it's a marathon. The thing from my understanding of the book that really helps people endure is that they have a really, really clear idea of what they want. Gritty people don't just have determination, they have direction. They have a vision, and this is something I've noticed to be true when I think about the artwork I see from gritty artists and from their interviews. They might not realize they have a vision, and they're probably not thinking about it like it's a 25-year goal, but from what I'm noticing, they have a universe in their mind that they're excited to explore. Some people might consider this their style, but I 
I'm starting to think that it's much more than that. It's not just a style. It's a living, breathing world that has nuances and depth and corners to explore. And I don't mean universe, literally. Like, I don't mean the artists that I'm thinking of, uh, about who has this grit and this passion. They're not all concept artists who create different, you know, facets of this universe where there's a detailed drawing of what the grass looks like. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like, you know, an artist can make, can depict two different worlds, but it's it's as if they're in the same galaxy. It's as if they're in the same universe. It's it's in their mind. I'm saying, like, you know, even something as cartoony and silly and and um, in a way surfacey <laughs> as SpongeBob is a universe, right? It's somebody's it's somebody's universe. Loish's paintings, even though they seem unrelated right? Like these images of women in surreal settings. It's her universe. I hope I'm making sense. I really don't mean it in a literal sense. And I personally love thinking about style in this way more. It feels less superficial and, and, and more of like how, why artists can have seemingly various styles um, throughout their drawings. It's more about exploration of a universe. I, I hope, I, I hope I, it's coming across what I'm talking about. Anyway, this is why I think so many of us have so much fun drawing fan art because we love the universe that we're exploring, that we're depicting. We have such a connection with those characters and that world and the feelings that we get while we paint it. It's like we're reliving watching Little Mermaid for the first time again. It's like a ball pit that we're so excited to jump into, like um, a Marvel-themed ball pit or a Disney-themed ball pit. Ball pit, like you know, it's that's what I'm imagining. What we, what those kind of artists feel like when they're when they're drawing. It's like a ball pit. Is your is your original work like a ball pit that you're super excited to get into? If not, why not? It doesn't mean your art is bad or like less worthy, far from it. But if you're bored with your art, your original art, it's not your art's fault, right? There's something to, to learn here. If you're doing things that you think other people will love more than what you love, that's not jumping in the ball pit, right? That's like creating a ball pit with, you know, no clear vision and hoping other people will jump in. But it's so much more fun when we're all playing in the ball pit together, right? And it'll also be a lot easier to inspire others to have fun in this ball pit with you when you're having the time of your life in your own ball pit, when you're like showing just how much fun you have. So that's why I think I still really believe that our enjoyment as artists should be the number one thing. I noticed for me that I lacked grit. I wouldn't say I'm very gritty if you look at my past, if you look at all my evidence. I changed interests a lot. I've changed styles a lot. I wouldn't say I've stuck to one thing for very long. I, I have that intensity part where I'm willing to try things once, like, like a, a sprint, and then if it doesn't work out, I usually stop. I think I have the passion part, right? Where I get really obsessed about something and it consumes me for a period of time.
but I don't have that endurance and perseverance part when things get hard, which I'm working on. I'm, I'm working on cultivating that. I'm thinking of three successful artists who had the circumstance as they were, you know, growing their art or exploring their work where their teachers or professors said that their work is not good, that they're not going to succeed, that this is not real art, that this is not going to get them a job, like nobody wants to see this, that they won't get anywhere with it. And that must not have been easy, right? Like that must not have been easy to hear, but they kept going. That must have been really hard to hear, but they kept going anyway. And I can imagine how but I can imagine how if you had a vision, right, of a world that you're hungry to explore and it's exciting, it makes it a lot easier to keep going. It's like, okay, I get it. I know that you say this is not good, but I just have to see what comes out. You know, I just have to know what's there. Um, but yes, it's possible too that, you know, if we really listen to those teachers, if we don't have the perseverance and the endurance part, we just be like, oh, okay, I guess this is not a world worth exploring. I like my work much more than I used to for sure. It's not quite yet that ball pit I'm dying to get into. And, but I think that's just that that's even starting to change just in the last couple of days. But I believe that it was me getting a bit comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with doing things that are that you're comfortable in. And at least for me, when I was like getting back into art, I really had to start out with things that I was comfortable with. I had to like kind of just let myself just do the comfort zone stuff and and like be and be totally unjudgmental of myself and just let myself um, uh, just enjoy it, you know, just enjoy it at that at that stage. But I think I am getting kind of bored. Like, I feel like I haven't challenged myself to explore some newer territories. It doesn't mean I'm going to draw things I don't want to draw just for the sake of improving there and just to like, like, I don't know, get like reach this kind of level of perfection or something as artists. I think it's more about doing things that I want to do, but I've been a bit afraid of doing like think like I, things that I want to do and I'm afraid of failing. I've been thinking a lot about what my vision is, right? What, like, what is it that really fascinates me and inspires me? And what would make my eyes light up if I were to work on it? I've just been asking myself, you know, what would I be super interested in, explore, in exploring? What would I make if no one saw it? What would I make just for my own curiosity? And I really encourage you to ask yourself this questions too. Like, what is it that makes you kind of go like, oh, oh my God, like that's so good. And I think there's a huge difference. And notice yourself here. Like when you're, um, when you're looking at artwork that you really like, you know, there's a huge difference between like really appreciating artwork and thinking, wow, that's really cool. And that's impressive. Like that's, that takes skill. And just like a, a level of respect versus being like whoa that is cool you know like it's like it's another level I guess I and I, I've just had to really notice that because I used to have like such um shiny object syndrome where anytime I think I saw something that was really impressive I was I would immediately go like oh I have to do that too but no like 
I'm now trying to be really, really, really careful about what is it that really lights me up? What is it that really fascinates me? That like, if every, it's almost as if it makes everything else disappear, right? It's like, it's that feeling where like, I don't even care if somebody likes it or not. I'm just, this fascinates me. Um, so I've been asking those kind of questions with myself. And um, if you're curious, I'll let you know what I think um, some of my answers are. And I've always had this obsession, a small obsession with Alice in Wonderland. Like if you asked me if I can only watch one movie over and over and over again, it would be this movie. It completely blew me away as a child. I was so upset that Alice wanted to leave Wonderland. I didn't understand why would you ever want to leave Wonderland. It looked like so much fun and I would just explore it over and over. I just wanted to like explore every bit of it. I love that there was this like recognizable reality but something just wasn't quite right. Right, like the, the surrealism is so fun. I also love that it was contrasting highbrow culture, you know, like tea and royalty with absurdity, which I think is hilarious. And I've always like been fascinated with um, dichotomies, like balance and yin and yang. Um, some other influences would be like Kingdom Hearts and Nightmare Before Christmas and Psychonauts. Oh my God, Psychonauts, best game ever, best world ever. And also Spirited Away, just all of these like weird creatures and settings and fascinating like um, surreal stuff. Like I've never really been that interested in telling stories. Um, what I am really interested in is the wacky, weird, interesting, fascinating worlds and creatures and people. Not like Lord of the Rings fantasy, like really surreal stuff. And when I think about that, when I think about that kind of stuff, that gets me totally excited. And I just never truly considered this because all until pretty recently, I didn't think art was really for me. I've always saw it as like a vessel to get validation. Um, it's, it's how I first received validation as when I remember as a kid. And so I thought like, yeah, this is the way I can like get that dose of praise that I crave for. So for you, yeah, really take a second to think what seriously lights you up, what's so freaking fascinating to you, and why. What about it is fascinating and why does it excite you? Listen to yourself. And then if you're not sure, take the closest guess and then keep exploring and keep developing that interest. Waiting around for it to come is not going to do it for you. It's better that you just learn as you go instead of waiting. In the book, she also talks about how, you know, she talks about how you need to reignite the interest over and over again in order to create grit. You need to find out how to keep that. It's not supposed to just come naturally. It's not supposed to do it for us. We're the ones that have to develop that interest and like fall in love with it over and over again. She talks about the three stages of cultivating grit, play, practice, and hope. Um, in order to teach kids grit, they, they need to have some play and just have some fun with their interest at first. 
as their interest takes more shape, then it's about commitment to the practice. I haven't read too far into this part yet, but I think maybe some of us need to start in that play phase a little again. Like remove judgment, let yourself just play, and then you'll get to a place where you're like, okay, I kind of want to start challenging myself. I kind of want to start doing things that I can't do before. Um, I can see, again, how a really strong vision that forms after some play gives us the drive and desire to do some of the maybe more challenging practice and more of the monotonous practice and doing stuff that's worth doing even if it's boring, let's say, right? Like right now, I've been I've been starting to do um, figure drawings again, like gesture drawings. Um, there's some awesome YouTube videos where they have models who pose for like one minute, two minute, and five minute. And I've been pretty much doing that again, just like in school. And yeah, it can get kind of um, tedious or boring, but at the same time, really fun and exciting because I'm learning stuff again. I just remember that the most confident I had ever been as an artist was when I felt really confident in my gesture drawing skills, that I felt like every time I walked into um, one of those figure drawing sessions, I felt really confident that I knew I was going to create good work. And that was really like the peak of my confidence. So I want to get back there. I want to feel really confident in my gesture drawing again, in my figure drawing. So that's what I'm doing, even though it's a lot of one minute, two minute drawings that aren't going to end up, you know, I'm not going to end up posting it. I mean, I'll probably share some of it, but it's not going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to be shown to any people and it's worth it, right? And I am learning to enjoy it. Anyway, I feel like I'm uncovering the vision and I've been, yeah, I, I'm starting to feel it where you're like getting really excited to do, to, to art, to, to do art. Sorry, that was so, <laughs> I was like in another world for a second. But anyway, so I'll tell you more about how it goes in the next episode. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you need, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one help, if you're having fun, no, if you're, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just really excited to get drawing. If you need some help to learn how to have fun, to become obsessed with your work, to stop procrastinating, to love your work, please, um, there's, I have breakthrough calls, um, free breakthrough calls that you can, yeah, you can get on. <laughs> I don't know why this is so, this is so funny to me. Anyway, all right. Thanks guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.